Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Empower Podcast, a podcast run by healthcare professionals for healthcare professionals, with a goal of empowering and raising awareness and transparency within the healthcare field, with a goal as of July 11th of this year to have legislation passed in the state of Colorado, mandating employers to provide and support employee wellness through a minimum of two wellness days for all healthcare professionals and a minimum deposit in an HSA account per quarter that is tax exempt. Do you know any healthcare professionals who would benefit from this podcast? If so, please invite them to check it out, especially if they're interested in employer-supported wellness. Our goal is to continue running the podcast with healthcare professionals at the helm, and we're always curious, uh, and we're looking for new voices always to join the conversation. And even if your friends are just maybe on the fence about it, go ahead and show them on their preferred platform of choice uh, what we are all about. And if they have any feedback in regards to that, or if you do too, you can reach us at the Empower email, which is the word Empower, then the letter A, the number one, at proton.me. We got some nice juicy episodes on there. We are officially on season two. This is episode two. Thank you for your support. We couldn't do it without you. Today, our guest is Kelsey. Kelsey is a registered nurse in Colorado. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Brett. All right. Well, we encourage our listeners to share their experiences anonymously in any way that they want. Uh, if you prefer, you can again email us at that empower email. We're also looking for volunteer members who can assist with either day-to-day functionings. And recently, believe it or not, we're planning a hiking and walking spree coming up here for the month of June. All of this will be included uh, on the next episode, if not on social media. Uh, then with that, you can stay up to date also on the perform platform of choice of Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, as because we're provided to providing up-to-date and accurate information to our listeners. So let's stay here. Here we go. We're going to be informed, be empowered in this ever-changing landscape of healthcare. Now it's time to sit back, be yourself no matter what, and get ready to be empowered. All right, Kelsey, this is the part of the show where we give a big thank you at the beginning to all the healthcare members of the whole team, uh, starting from environmental all the way up to your doctor and even the people we don't see. Um, they're your number one. Uh, you know who you are. We do love you. Uh, is there anybody you'd like to give a special shout out to or just a big thank you, Kelsey? So I am a weekend supervisor at a long-term care skilled nursing facility. Um, I would just like to give a special shout out to my team who makes working every single weekend the best weekend. Um, and that is, like you said, down from um, environmental services to my CNAs and my nurses. Everyone is their own backbone of the team. And I appreciate all of them. Wow. So, and from my end too, thank you all as well. That was, wow. I'm touched, moved and inspired by that. Thank you, Kelsey. Uh, so Kelsey, can you tell us a little bit about you, uh, your passion for your profession, you know, how you kind of got into healthcare? Um, yeah, that kind of a thing. Yeah, sure. So I um, did, after high school, I thought I was going to be a teacher, and um, mainly because of the schedule and having every summer off, and really I had no idea what else I was going to do with my life, so my parents wanted me to go to college right out of high school, so I chose that. Um, Unfortunately, while doing that, I was not fulfilled. Um, I decided to take a break from school and I did take a pretty significant break, like a two year break. Mm -hmm. And during that time I had heard from so many people like 
you'll be a, you would be a great nurse but I didn't believe that myself and I didn't think that that's what I wanted to do so I um I did my associate's degree I did decide to do the nursing path um I did my associate's degree first and then did my BSN online through Ohio University after um I think I've been a nurse in total I think this is my eighth year um primarily it has all been in long-term care and a skilled nursing world um a little bit of travel nursing mixed in there that is how i'm here in colorado instead of in ohio um mm. colorado's a velcro state like once you come here you're stuck here but... <laughs> so um but overall my passion for the long-term care and skilled world is I don't even know if it's something like I can put into words, like as my nursing career has progressed, I have never felt a pull away from um, the long-term care and skilled world. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a neglected part of nursing. Um, it's a definitely like a neglected part of funding. Totally um, agree. Totally agree, by the way. I'm cutting in, but I totally agree. Yeah. So I, um, my, my ultimate goal is to um, actually this upcoming year, my goal is to chase my career. Um, I've been kind of stagnant in my career for a while. I don't think that that makes me feel like I'm not making a difference. However, my ultimate goals are to um, just kind of like redignify the long-term care world and to make some like lasting changes, even in places that are run by big um, like corporations and people who like just sit in offices and don't come out into the buildings or onto the floor to make decisions. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, thank you for that. So we're going to dive in. I think you're already starting up there and I, I get it. This is the part where I asked myself too, Brett, does this guest feel, make you feel empowered? And the answer is yes, Kelsey, you definitely make me feel empowered. So here's the next juicy question that is the part of the show. It's what in your opinion, Kelsey is happening in healthcare. So I'm going to speak specifically in the realm of nursing that I'm like directly involved in, which is like the long-term care and skilled world. So I think I'm going to talk staffing first. And I know staffing is an issue in all different settings um, countrywide. However, um, I think long-term care specifically struggled pre-pandemic and we continue to struggle post-pandemic. So I think specifically like certified nursing assistants um, during the pandemic were able to go out and to basically name their schedule, name their price. And I think the field actually became oversaturated for a minute where everyone wanted to be a CNA and it's like the quickest path to be able to get into the field. However, I think that now rates have kind of like stabilized and I think that they're better than they were. I still don't think they are what they should be. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, like at my building, um, and I'm speaking just in CNA terms right now, we have, we have very few staff CNAs on our schedule at all we are like primarily filling through agency travelers and like the staffing apps mm -hmm. so we um you know with that it's it's a double-edged sword for sure you know the one side of it is that there is no continuity of care we these 
our residents don't know who they're getting. Sure, we have some people that are our regulars through agency and pick up with us a lot in our contract staff, same way. But um, also it's costing, you know, the facility a lot more money than it would to have full-time staff. However, um, like, it, it, it's just, there's just really like a no-win situation. Right now we are, um, I think that, I think that people realize that we had to do something because we're spending so much money on agency staff. So they did increase some incentives for nursing and for um, like for nursing in general, CNAs, LPNs, RNs to pick up for like outside of their extra shifts. So that has been helping, Mm -hmm. but I think staffing overall, you know, it's just, is a huge challenge that we've, we all faced pre pandemic and continue to face post pandemic. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then with this too, with that question too, I I guess this would be kind of a shout out time for like what you're talking about. You're kind of getting into the employer basis and do what it is you can and say what it is you're comfortable saying. But um, I wanted to say like, are there any issues that maybe like were addressed that, uh, or that you didn't feel were really addressed as fully, like, like any past or maybe present uh, incidents, you know, that you'd like to mention today or, you know, sure you can, like I said, but ones where, uh, one second, sorry about that. Sure. Okay. Uh, One, Oh yeah. Sorry. Like they could have been handled better. Sorry. Or, or maybe that they were handled very well. And then like, what did you say to your employer? Like, what did they say? What kind of actions were taken? Sure. So I think like one of the things that like we honestly have struggled with in particular, like just at my building is we have a very difficult time keeping a staffer. So a scheduler or staffer like mm-hmm. interchangeably. So, um, I think that that is a low paying position. Um, I think that it's typically, it is one of the hardest jobs in the building. I work at a 180 bed facility. There is a ton of staff. Like I I just spoke on, like we use multiple agencies, multiple contracts. Mm -hmm. um, And like, then we have our staff as well. So with the, with a high scheduler turnover, um, as a nurse, like for me, my schedule is like the most important. I work every Saturday and Sunday. And other than that, like, I know I'm going to have five days off a week and I can do whatever I want those five days. I can schedule whatever I want in advance for like this month. Our, our master schedule only goes out till June 3rd and no one has a schedule like following that. So I think that that is something like a problem within my workplace right now, just as far as with the scheduler turnover and like not having a scheduler or staffer right now is that I think schedules are very, very important to the majority of the world. Like as far as like it's summer, people have kids, people want to make plans. Mm. People want to know if they're getting their requested time off and so they can proceed forward. And that, um, that unfortunately has not been um, a consistent in my building for a very long time. Um, it's something I think we are definitely working to fix, but you can't make people stay. I think, I don't know. I don't know if some like a higher pay would help benefit that like more training or what I think overall the position just comes with like a high, high burnout and high turnover rate. And I, I honestly am not, you know, 100% sure how to fix that. I think it's, you have to kind of fix your staff. I think you have to fix the staffing at ground up first. So I think by offering those incentives and having more of our staff pick up 
less agency. It makes doing the schedule a little easier. So hopefully that will continue and help our next scheduler have success and more overall staff satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, um, and I didn't know if you're able to provide this because some people, they don't know like what employers are doing when it comes to like incentives or like bonuses, because they do change so frequently, even with me, uh, from what I've seen too, are you able to speak as to like what these are kind of like for people who maybe are looking into maybe changing an employer? So they're going into that kind of a situation knowing like, this is potentially what you could expect if you decided to pick up, you know, besides working your 36 hours, it, which was, I, I believe in my opinion, like the norm for a nurse, but some nurses too, it depends on the situation too. So in healthcare professionals in general, so. So our bonus incentives right now are anything outside of your 36 scheduled, anything you pick up for CNAs, it's an extra $6 an hour um, on top of overtime. And then um, LPNs and RNs, it's 10 extra dollars an hour outside of um, over, like on top of overtime. So essentially mm -hmm. it's like, a hundred dollar like a hundred dollar bonus a shift for um nurses and then what is that six times what's six <laughs> i'm only halfway through my coffee so oh you're fine 72 dollars for cnas wow so I, if we could revisit too you mentioned training on the job i actually i'm currently also looking at like transitioning i don't know if you said you were looking at transitioning but i am um but I asked about training on the job, you know, just to see what it was like, you know, in a post COVID world. And I, I remember, I don't know if you do too, before COVID had hit, like you would have like a day, even if it was boring, you would go in and you'd sit down and you'd learn the charting. And if you had questions, which I found out I had a number that would come up, then you could ask. And it was somebody from like the actual company. Now I feel, and I asked this to the people on the phone, I said like, who am I going to be trained by? And they said to me, oh, well, you'll be trained like, while you're on shift. And I said, do you have like any research to show the efficacy of this training? You know what I mean? Like, cause before it was that way, I just didn't know if you had any kind of thoughts on that's just an example, just charting in general, but like other people of other um, parts of the healthcare field. Also, they may have trainings too, that I'm wondering in a post COVID world, if they're being in a way, I guess, discounted is the best way or not even in, in existence anymore. Sure. So let me, can I ask you, yeah. was that for a, was that for an agency position or was that for a permanent position? So that was for a PRN position. It wasn't an agency though. It was at a facility. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, but a PRN staff position. Correct. correct? I'm just making sure. Correct. I mm -hmm. okay. So I definitely, so our PR, like, so our anyone that's coming on as our staff they're getting at least they're getting a week of shadow shifts so and they and we can kind and they can kind of take the reins on that we give them a lot of autonomy on that as far as like you can take half of the patient assignment you can take none of the patient assignment and you can honestly just shadow and help you can take all of the patient assignment on day two, uh -huh. day three, whatever you feel, you know, is comfortable. We do put them through like an orientation as well. And then with that, they are always placed with one of our staff members within our building. And then that gives them the opportunity to ask questions about charting, to ask questions about, you know, mm -hmm. the residents, et cetera. And we do move them like unit to unit during those three days, like to three different units so that they can really get a feel 
for where they enjoy, what they feel like works best, where maybe they like don't don't fit well. Mm -hmm. um, we have five units, so they don't get to see them all, but okay. the majority. Um, however, like if I have contract staff coming in, um, if I have people from care, like the staffing agency coming in, I am um, with certainty, like expecting them to jump right in and get going. So um, I don't know if that answers your no, question. No, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and I, I just didn't know if there's any things like that were training on the job that you think maybe even like newer healthcare professionals would benefit from that maybe you had when you were starting out, I guess, too, because that's leading into my next question, which we'll get to, too. But I just still wanted to still talk about training, I guess, a little bit, too. Wait, I actually, I also actually want to share something else yeah, yeah. that I just thought of. Please, so, please. Well, I want to share, like, an unsuccessful story that we did, like, we had within our building, like, recently. So we had a new grad RN start on nights. And I do not know if nights were her preference or not, or if that's just what we needed. However, so she, she got her shadow shifts. She seemed very confident. She was like, she, for a new grad nurse, she's very good. However, in the skilled world and like being in the skilled world for as long as I have, mm -hmm. I know that I think it's very, very tough for new grads to feel supported period. I think the skilled world everyone is so busy that like you don't have those charge nurses like sure you have you know supervisors dealings adons that are like like accessible however like the training is just not as thorough as it is for a new grad in a hospital where you're getting put under like a six-week like preceptorship or whatever on your unit and she started on nights she did her shadow shifts she was very confident However, what she what she ended up quitting like after like three weeks and said it was not a good fit for her because there is typically only one RN in the building on nights and that in the way that it was working out was that that RN in the building was her and she while she was like comfortable with her patient assignment she was not comfortable having to take the responsibility on as far as like oh if if something goes wrong in this building mm. and it's all agency i'm an rn and i'm staff people are going to be looking at me wow so like potential I, would you say that first of all she may be potential and she we can't speak for her but from what you got like a, a discrimination you know like feeling that and especially being in that situation as like a new grad i don't know if it's like discrimination or maybe she just felt scared like okay i would yeah i i i would probably earlier i tried to put myself in you know her shoes and right. like empathize with her and i i get it you know mm -hmm. if you're in a building where some nights you're the only staff member there and the entire building is agency you're brand new uh -huh. you have no one no one we don't have a supervisor uh -uh. Overnight. yeah like, it's all it's no almost like staff. for me it's like set up for failure you know in yeah, a way I, yeah in yeah. a way yeah. i think that's how she felt mm -hmm. so i and so i do think that like that is something that we could probably look at more is like if we are hiring RNs for nights we need to be hiring like seasoned RNs 
for nights and if we're getting new grads i think that you know if a new grad is coming to a nursing home world like we should nurture them like no new grads uh, come to like no I, I think I, I can speak to is we're done with the like eating your young like generation of nursing i'm done with it i don't know about you but like that used to be a thing i i saw it a little bit within starting in but i i don't feel that from your vibe like and i, I don't want that giving off it within like if I have to train or orient somebody too, so. Yeah, no, like I feel like definitely like for me, it's like, oh my gosh, like I haven't seen a new grad in like the nursing home world and I, you're like a dinosaur. At yeah. This point, like, <laughs> you know, so I, and so I was sad to see her go, you know, mm -hmm. but I completely understood it right. as well. So. Wow. All right. Let me see here. Okay. So this is like, what would be, this is part of the show where we say, what would be a, uh, an empowering piece of advice for someone looking into going into like your line of work? You know, you include like questions to ask prior to employment, you know, things to look for on the job nowadays to continue to keep that drive that it, that you have um, and that passion that you have today. Um. Okay. So I think the first thing that I'm going to say is like, if you're, if you want to do it, you should do it. Like I doing health, like being in the healthcare field is something I've never regretted. So first, firstly, I'll say that. Secondly, um, I think it has to be a good mix of work and fun in the workplace. Um, I know for me, like some of the jobs that I've had, the, most longevity at have been where I've made friendships and I trust in my team and mm -hmm. I have fun while I'm there. But I also, you know, and with trusting in your team, you know, that like your residents are getting taken care of, or if you're on the floor, like that you're from your CNAs to like, you know, being a nurse on a cart that everyone has the same goal in mind. And that's just to, um, like take care of the residents. I think that you like also like, I mean, as far as like, like interviews go and things like that, I don't know. I mean, I could, I could sit here and spew off like what questions. Like, Kelsey, I anything, anything. Whatever. There's no, there's no wrong answers here. It's just, it's you know, empowering advice. But I think that honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter in an just, interview. If you feel it, do it. To, yeah. They're going to tell you, you know, something. And then I think that you have a grandiose, like, delusion as far as what your day-to-day -day looks like. Like, for example, you know, they might tell you, like, there's four CNAs on this unit every day. However, you know, say we're like short staffed, we can't get anyone to come in, there might be three and you might have those extra six or seven patients that day. And so I think like, just to keep in mind, like, to always like protect yourself, protect your license, things like that. And like to always, and to speak up in any situation where you feel unsafe and to trust your gut. Like, however, I don't, I don't think that you can always take everything that you're told in interviews, um, at face value. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. So, but other than that, I mean, I think, I think just, especially at the beginning of a, I think picking up extra shifts is, you know, a give and a take, like where you, you do, you want to watch your burnout. Like I've hit 
point in my career where I was working a lot. I was working a lot at a place I no longer enjoyed. I was experiencing significant, significant like burnout. I like I think that as long as you're cognizant and very aware of that too and not overworking yourself like especially fresh out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well thank you. This has been phenomenal. I appreciate having you as a guest, and uh, I, I honestly look forward to having you again if you'd like in the future. Uh, and with this, this is a part of the show. Is there anything else you'd like to include before we conclude? Well, thanks, Brett. No, I enjoyed it as well. We need good nurses. We need good CNAs. We need, um, you know, so if you're thinking about it and you're on the fence, I, I can with certainty 100% say that it is something that I've never regretted doing. I think it provides, you know, a flexible and very comfortable life. You're always going to have that job security. And it is honestly like one of the most fulfilling parts, if not the most fulfilling part of my week is, is clocking in to be a nurse for 36 hours. So. Wow. So this is the close everyone where we close with an empowering quote from history, uh, from both men, women, and humans alike from out the whole planet. And today we have one from Martin Luther King Jr. And it is, don't allow anybody to make you feel that you're nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. And always feel that your life has ultimate significance. This is the Empower Podcast. Thank you. And if you're on your way in for your shift, Hope you have a great shift. Blink your eyes. It'll be over soon. If you're on your way out of your shift, you made it. And for your next one, we hope you have a great one. Bye for now.